Sakwase, Sakwase listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Zoview. I am your co-host Bo, and we have a returning uh, guest or friend back here with us today. Now you can talk and stop making. Please minimize the noise you was doing before. It's Jules. That's not your name. Yes, it is. You've been on this podcast several times, and you never said Jules. Can you can you be correct? Can you be uh, for real now, please? Jules, but known as Julie. Thank you. How are you doing, Julie? <laughs> Great. How's everything been since last time we spoke to the to the to the listeners? Even though me and you speak somewhat often. Um, been good. Life's been good. How's your 2022 going so far? We're three. We're, we're we're about we're we're about to be. We're in the fourth month. By the time this episode come out, it'll be the fourth month of 2022. How has the first three months been for you? Oh, it's been great. Um, I got everything that I needed for the house, and teaching's going well. I don't think we spoke since you bought your house, like on the podcast, I should say. Nope. I don't think we have. So congratulations on the new home. Gracias, gracias. But um, and... before, go ahead. I'm trying to think. Oh, <laughs> a little booty action here and there. <laughs> Yo, say I've what? Been great. It's a little booty action here and there. <laughs> Life's been great. Oh, I forgot the last episode. We were talking about how you like anal or something like that, right? What was it about? I didn't say I liked anal. I said it's it's acceptable. It's acceptable. Not that bad. <laughs> so basically, you do anal on the regular. I do remember now. That was the last episode we had a, we had with you. Not that bad. You like anal. <laughs> It's not that bad. I don't do it on the regular. Just, you know, when the moment's right. What's what's the regular? Or what's the moment's right? What's that? Like once a week, twice a week? Twice uh, a month? What does that mean? It's been... It's been a month. No, two months. It's been two months since you've done anal sex? Yeah. Huh. It's really like a spur of the moment type of thing. Cause you gotta prep your booty for it. <laughs> you can't just, you can just up front. See that right there is enough reason to why I don't like anal. Another reason why I don't like anal sex because it's like you gotta prep. You can't just have you know how sex you just have it. Mm-hmm. It's like what is prepping? What is prepping for anal sex? What does that look like? I know. Well, just, believe me, you guys, this is not the topic <laughs> I was intended to talk about. But we're gonna. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to, I promise y'all, we're going to get to what we're going to get to. But um, what's prepping for anal sex to you? Um, Prepping is getting your mind right because, you know, it's a different type of feeling compared to the JJ. So the JJ, you can easily in and out, boom, boom, bada bang. But then with the, with the booty, you got to make sure like it's extra lubricated because you want to get hemorrhoids and stuff like that from, like, all that pressure being applied to open it, spread them cheeks and stuff like that. So, and you got to prep your mind because it's a different type of feeling. You feel like, ooh, 
doo-doo. But <laughs> once you get in the groove, you're in. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't seem... A, you don't make it seem like it's an attractive or something that is pleasing, though. It is pleasing once you get into the group, but the so hard is, part is opening it up. So what is the software? Well, I mean, what is the software? What is the process? <laughs> Lubrication. Vaseline or in the shower. It's best in the shower. So is prepping showering before it? Is that part of the prepping process? No. You don't shower before in the shower. No. I mean, you should already be clean. You could do it in the shower in case, you know, it's a booty hole. Just in case accidents happen, you're already in the shower. What accidents? Bo, you're going inside a booty hole. Poop. You know, that's like, that alone is very traumatizing to me. That's why I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, just the thought of, like, me. Did I, ever, did I tell you the story last time about how, like, I had an ex years ago, almost... Almost 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now, she asked me to try anal sex and I was willing to do it, but I couldn't get on hard. Just the thought of it, <laughs> just the thought of like me putting my penis in that area, it just, I got on soft. It's not meant for you. It's not. Mm-mm. It's not. I, I tell people that all the time, like, yo, you know, at, at least I tried, but that shit is not meant for me. You did not try. Trying means it went in the booty hole. You thinking about it is not you trying. What? At least I thought about it. Like, I considered it. It's just that I, that shit just, it's just not it. <laughs> it's for the wild boys. I am. Because in my head, I'm thinking prepping for anal would be like showering, making sure you shit, making sure you shit before it and showering. Yeah, that's one, making sure you poop. But what about what about people like you that's probably used to anal? Doesn't it get easier over time or smoother over time? The the butt is not like your vagina. The vagina is self lubricated. Your butt is not like that. So even if you've done it like now and tomorrow you go and try to do it, you still gotta use lubrication because it tightens up so quick. But why even why even do it if you gotta go through all that is my question. Just for the sensation, huh? For the thrill, bro. Come on, it's sex. Anything goes. Oh, my bad. I guess I ain't there. <laughs> You're a child. This uh, is a common place. <laughs> I guess. I guess I am. Yeah, that's so true. Cause ain't no goddamn way. <sighs> all right, that's fine. You can come real good though. Huh? You can come real good from anal. What do you mean I could come real good from I don't have an issue with coming. So that's why the I'm temptation. like it's a real good orgasm. But I, I don't have no issues. Th- this is my this is my take on when people say that. I'm like, you know, I would be willing to try something new if like I'm having an issue somewhere else. Like I have no issue orgasm. I have no no issue there, you know. It's just not my thing. You don't need to have an issue. It's I just guess. like the vibration, the energy, the sensation, all of that. You know what? Another thing I don't like, I realize that I don't like, um, maybe I haven't found the right thing. I don't really like sex toys in a bedroom. I don't like sex toys either. I don't like things that vibrate, but I'll try. I'll try a cock ring for him, but not for me though. Is there cock rings for a woman? Would it be even called a cock ring if it's for a woman? 
Right. It would. There's no cock ring for women, but I'm saying like I would get it for him for his pleasure, not for my pleasure because I don't like things that vibrate. But it will be for me too because when you put it on, like he'll get hard and stuff like that. So it's both pleasing to the both of us. But yeah, I think that's what I, it is. I don't. Yeah. That's the same thing with me. I don't like things that vibrate. Not. It's only because I've tried it and I'm like, yeah, that vibration sensation doesn't yes. work for me. Yeah. I don't, and people be putting it on high. Like, what kind of demon pussy you got? <laughs> Listen, man, I don't know what they got going on, but I can't do it just because it's just, I don't know. It doesn't go with me. Overall, that's all I'll say to that. It doesn't go with me. But um, it's like, damn, this is so awkward. That's another thing that could get me on soft real quick. That fucking vibration sensation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it's hurts. So- it's so weird because it's like once I'm turned off by something, I'm turned off. Ain't no amount of drugs, alcohol in the world that could get me back onto that shit. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that just to say it. I've actually tried it and it just, I've tried all the amount of drug and alcohol and it just doesn't work. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you need an intervention? No, I had one already. Thanks. <laughs> so listen, before we get to what we really want to get to, listeners. I want to touch base on this real quick because I had some people messaging me directly. One thing I don't like is when I tweet something and then people, instead of commenting on a tweet or quoting the tweet, they decide to message me on the tweet. But I realized that those, they realized to DM me about it. And I realized those people, they're just pussies. No disrespect to them, but that's really what it is. They're just scared of what other people might read that they said. And I'm like, bro, if you if you're scared of that shit, you don't need to have a Twitter. Twitter is not the place for you. But anyways, when I tweeted today, that was it today or yesterday or the day before, by the time this comes out, is that I know this dude, he's like trying to be a stepdad of three and he's like 27. And then I'm like, this is like my cousin's friend. And I'm telling him, I'm like, bro, I guess the girl's nice. You know, she like him. He like her. But I'm like, yo, like he's ready to like it's kind of like he's moving in the relationship much faster than her and the kids are willing to, if that makes sense. Mm. And I'm like, bro, she has three kids. I understand that, you you know, I get you love her and stuff like that, but yo, you moving faster than she want to move. And of course, I also realized the people that has DM me was two people that DM me about it. And um, no disrespect to you guys, but they're actually maybe like they have kids and their father is not around. The fathers of those kids are not they're not together with the father of the kids. And I'm like, wow. I didn't think about it. It hit home for people like that. But I don't care what you tell me, bro. Three kids. Because before in my life, I want to say maybe even three years ago, I wasn't even willing to talk to a girl that has one kid. But as I matured and got older and understand life and went through life, I'm like, you know what? I might be lenient with one kid. But that motherfucking kid better be 10 years old or some shit. Because <laughs> I'm not one of those people that like, I, I always tell people, yo, if you're going to be a stepdad or a stepmom, make sure that kid is old enough. Not because, not to say that the kid is um, just to, like, it's kind of like a threshold for me. It's kind of like, okay, what is the threshold to know that there's a less possibility of the child's mom or the child's dad still messing with each other. Mm-hmm. And I know like the older the kid is, the more likely, the less likely it is. 
Okay. Not to say if the kid is 15 years old, the mom and the dad is still not fucking each other. They may very much be. But I'll take a kid that's 10 years old over a kid that's 10 months old. I've seen people be stepdad to kids that's 10 months old. I'm like, bro, she was just fucking the baby daddy last year. <laughs> on record. As in, like, because the child is born. Lord knows what she was doing before. I don't care what somebody tell me. If the kid is under two years old, that mom is not fully over the child's dad. Or yeah. fully not fucking the child's dad. Whatever the case is. Or the opposite way. But that's just me. But anyway, going back to what I originally wanted to talk about, guys. Um, today, as you may not know or may know, Julie is a new homeowner. And I am also a new homeowner. And we kind of want to just reflect, well, not reflect, basically talk about the home ownership process for anyone that may be listening and we, we we both bought a new home in different states, different parts of America. So maybe that's kind of like, you know, two different perspectives. So hopefully that helps some of my people that's listening that's in up north and some of the people that's listening that's in Florida. You guys to get a kind of an idea of, you know, kind of like how the process was for us. Not to say it will be the same for you. But, you know, I wish, you know, I always tell people it's like, yo, talk to people or. Because I remember when I was going through my house buying process, I was watching a lot of YouTube channels of people that was going through the process. Some people that actually like journaled, they like video journaled their process. Like every day or every week when they got an update about their process, they would post it on YouTube. And that was very helpful for me. So I'm trying to make that the same thing for this podcast episode for some people that may be listening that either is going through that process or plan on it or is thinking of it and things like that. But I'll let Julie start first. How's your house buying process? Mine was easy peasy smooth. Oh my God. Go. <laughs> it and <was> I, me. <laughs> cut it out. Me and you had conversations. When I say how is the process, I don't mean by okay, you find the house, you got it, you close. I mean from the beginning, beginning. So what really made me buy the house was this damn inflation and COVID thing. My apartment, my lease was up and give August, us a timetable. Give us a timetable when you decide, okay, I'm gonna go forth and get a house. I decided I was buying a house in like three months because my lease was about to end in August and it was like August 2021. Oh no, no. My lease, I started looking in August. My lease was over in October. So um, I started looking around June, July, August. I was looking for apartments. And all the apartments was like either overpriced because I had a roommate and I didn't want to have a roommate anymore. So I was looking for something that I can afford for myself. And it was hard to find it. The ones that I was finding was out of the my area, which is peaceful and quiet. So I wouldn't have to move to like an urban city community or whatever. And I hate the word there, urban. I hate it. Well, that's what it is. Uh, for black so, people when black people see it. But go ahead. So I found a couple in those areas, which were, were for like a thousand dollars. And I'm like, mm, it was manageable. But then, of course, I love a discount. I love to save money. So I was considering another roommate. And that person kept like, they were not ready. So I was like, Essay, I'm gonna do this by myself. I was looking and then I found one where I well, I an apartment, I right? One. 
yeah, I found an apartment and then I went to the lease. They took my information, completed the application, and then they said, brace yourself, Americans with student loans. They <laughs> said, because my student loan, I owe about 60000 in student loans. They said, because my student loan is so much, even though I have no other debt, I have a clean credit history. I have an excellent credit score. They said because I have so much student loan that they were skeptical and did not want me to get that apartment because I have too much debt. And the only debt I had was the student loan. And I'm like, and I told them, so you mean to tell me because I have student loans just like 90% of Americans in America, you're going to deny me an apartment because I have student loans. But I have two jobs. At the time, I have two jobs. Um, I have two jobs making good income and yada, yada, whatever, whatever. None of that matters but my student loans. And then they were like, yeah, because of COVID, a lot of people haven't been paying their rent. So we're losing a lot of money. So now we don't want to risk it. Risk risk it take that chance because sooner or later student loan payments are going to come back and then you may have to pay six hundred dollars a month or whatever so we just don't want to chance it and i'm like okay whatever so then that was motivation for me Wait to, a minute. Um, hold on pause you for a second mm-hmm. apartments was not letting niggas get apartments for because of student loans mm-hmm that's yep. insane to me. Wait, and on top of that, they want you to have two and a half months worth of income. That's yeah. how much they want you to pay. They no, they want you to make. They want you to make two and, and a half, half months more than whatever the rent is going to I be. Got you. So basically, if the rent a thousand, you got to make at least uh two thousand five hundred. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think some places down here, you got to make three times the amount, if I'm not mistaken. And that's which crazy. Is, yeah, which is that's also another another like shit to keep people down to me. It's kind of like, bro, it's like damn if you do, damn if you don't. Right. So once that happened, I got so upset. And then another one, like after I paid security deposit, whatever, I was like, at this point, fuck it, I'm not looking for an apartment anymore. So I started looking for houses. And then I wrote out all my expenses, what I have, how much I have in the bank, my 401k, yada, yada. Told my mother what I, what my plan was. And she was like, I'm going to send you some money for a down payment. How much do you think you're going to need? And I said, just send me what you got. So she did that, which was very helpful. And that was when my process began. In August, I started looking. And I looked at a couple of houses. But before I did all of that, though, Mm-hmm. I I know that I do not want to pay a lot in taxes. So I I went on the state website, city state website, and I looked at what the tax rate is and what homes are being assessed at. So I wrote down the cheapest states, I mean towns, that I would consider and wouldn't mind living in. I wrote all of them down from the least tax rate to the highest. And then I just did process of elimination. So I started looking in Bridgeport. I looked in Bridgeport. I looked in Norwalk. I looked in Stratford. And those counties 
Wait, what, so, what, what um, state What state are you in for the people that's listening that may not know? Connecticut, Connecticut. She's in Connecticut for the Haitians listening. Connecticut. Yeah, that's not how Haitians say Connecticut? Connecticut. Yep. Connecticut. So, in Norwalk, even though Norwalk is kind of like an urban town, but it's rich. Pay rate in over over there is very high. Um, so there, I found a house there, and it was a raggedy ass house, and it was four hundred k. And then I looked at how much it was selling a couple years back, and it was nothing, nothing, nowhere near four hundred k. So I was doing like deep research. I was reading um the year it was built, what kind of um gas it has, whether natural gas or if it has actual let gas. Me so, hold on, let me let me slow you down for a minute. Can you please expound a little bit? I'm gonna tell my upside when you're done, but can you please expound a little bit on a pre-qualification process? Because that is a very you kind of glossed over it, but that is a very important part of the husband process. If that shit ain't how it's supposed to be or how it needs to be, it's it's gonna be very rough for you. But go ahead. Oh, okay. So so skip that. <laughs> but number one, make sure you do your research to look at what the tax rate is because you could be paying $5,000, $6,000 for a house and you don't want to pay that much in taxes. So make sure you're checking out um, how much the tax rate is for whatever town or city that it is you want to live in. So that's one. Step two. So I attended a, a first home buyer program. So oh I can my get God. Those programs are so helpful. I, I recommend yeah. that to everybody listening. I don't care if you plan on buying a house this time next year. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please do a first-time home buyer program, just um class or seminar, mm-hmm. because even if you think you're ready, or even if you think you may not be ready, that class would inform you to let you know how close or ready you may you may be. But go ahead. And on during the seminar, they had. They had lenders, they had home appraisal people, they had home insurance people there. They all spoke, and I went there for the information. I contacted most of the people that I used for my appraisal, my home insurance, or people from that seminar because they offered me discounts. And for attending the class, the bank that I went with, which was Chase, they gave me like $3,000 off or whatever. And depending on my location, they have this program that you mean you works. mean three thousand you mean three thousand dollar credits. Yeah, three thousand dollar credit. Three thousand dollar credit meaning for, for lamest, I'm just giving it the information to lamest people. It's kinda like let's say when you are about to close on a house and the down payment and closing costs cost twenty thousand dollars. But because you have that three thousand dollar credit, you only have to come out of pocket seventeen thousand dollars. Right. But go ahead. I'm, I just wanted to give it to Lamest term. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I realized that confused some people. But go ahead. I'm listening. So I had that credit from them, and um, I contacted three. That was with Chase. I contacted three different um mortgage companies just to see what what they're willing to give me what my loan amount would be mm-hmm. and for someone with i my credit score was a 740 
-hmm. and the based on my student loans and other things that I had. Oh, before I started the process, I paid off my car. So I would only have student loans on my credit. Mm -hmm. So I contacted um this black, black or Hispanic, whatever, uh, mortgage company, private. And he was, they were offering me 200K. I contacted, um, two, two, what do you mean 200K? $2,000? $200,000. That was my loan, my pre-qualified oh, loan amount. Okay, got you, got you. And then another, Bank of America, I think they were offering me like a hundred or some shit like that, Bank but I was terrible. No, right. They are terrible. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do conventional because I do have good credit, but they told me I couldn't, I would, I did not qualify for conventional because of my student loans. So they wanted me to, they only offered me FHA and I did not want to do FHA. Um, FHA is the federal housing association or something like that, where they offer, it's, it's like receiving public state assistant that's what it is for housing though and i didn't want to go that route because of the house extraneous extraneous mm-hmm. whatever english is my second language but y'all know what word i'm trying to say and, and, and keep in mind <laughs> people she's a teacher in the daytime talking about english <laughs> second this is what this oh. is what our kids gotta go gotta go through at school but go ahead hey listen here their vocabulary is high but I just cannot pronounce all the words. But they have a strong vocabulary, okay? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the amount of work that you go through, A, is a lot. Because there's a lot of qualifications, of course, because it's the state. Anything with the damn government, you got to jump through hoops. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to go through them. And a lot of people who are selling their house, they specifically told you, no FHA because it's a headache. So between the FHA and conventional, conventional is like having cash basically. And then FHA is like paying with the credit. A lot of places don't want you to pay with a credit or whatever. They want their money now. So conventional was the best option for me. It's less headache. It made the process easier and um less lengthy. So I went with them. Bank of America was garbage. The private lender, I didn't really like them that much. It's the communication. I didn't like it. So I was just like, nah. Um, And I went with Chase. Even though Chase being like a big bank, at one point, I felt a little defeated. But the loan officer, she like, she, I would say she went above and beyond. Like she... I was in the process of a new job. I had just got my teaching job, which was like unexpected too. And I did not even sign a contract yet. So she was like, even though you're not certified and you don't have a contract yet, I must still do a little one, two, one, two and like make it look real official for you. So she did her thing. She really went above and beyond. And she contacted me um, to let me know what was happening, what was going on. And the um, loan officer contacted me, too, to let me know what's happening. Um, And then that was it. And I think the only hiccup I had was 
the damn person that was selling the house, he priced it, I think, about twenty or thousand dollar extra than what the house is um assessed right, right valued at. Mm-hmm. And then once I got the appraisal and they told me this is what it's worth, and then this is what they're offering, I told them I was I was not paying that. I told the owner I'm not paying that. And then the because of the report and I would I'm not going over anything. I'm not one of those people that's going to offer you extra couple thousand just because I want a house. I was willing to wait. So I was like, whatever. I don't get I would have been disappointed because I really love this house. It was like I feel like it's perfect for me as a single person and it's my first. So I thought it was perfect for me. So I was just like, whatever. What ha- whatever happens, happens. And then the damn person got the nerve to ask me to give him back the, the new appliances that he put in here. Like the dishwasher. Wait, wait, wait what? This is about after you close <laughs> on the house? He was off. He, he wanted his shit back? Before I close on the house, that was a deal breaker. My realtor and his realtor, they, they give up some of the commission so they could like get this to go through because we've been working on this for like a month. And then once we got the um assessed the appraisal, um, done and then they said this is what the house is worth it's less than what he was expected because he felt like oh i did this amount of work so the house should be worth at let least 100 let me ask you cents. this let me ask you this the um the homeowner was hispanic fucking jamaican same thing from the <laughs> island i'm only asking this because i remember um through my house buying process there was a similar person that was like, um, you know, he did a whole bunch of renovation on the house. But I'm like, they don't value the houses based on the renovation you do inside the house. Mm-hmm. Part of the evaluation goes with, okay, let's see how the houses in the neighborhood or in that zone were selling for right now and then. Because a lot of them, they, they fail to realize that. But go ahead. Right. So he said that he wanted the... The fridge back, the stove back, and I That's love that. Funny. Stove. So what? What the hell were you gonna have? What the hell you was gonna have? Right. And he said he was going to put the old ones that were in there previously. And I said, hell no. I test my realtor. I was like, who the? Heck? Does he think I'm an idiot? Was I born yesterday? Don't play in my face. That's exactly what I said to the realtor. The realtor was like, legally, he's supposed to tell me whatever he said, but he knew my answer was going to be no. So they worked it. They worked it out. The realtors, both of our realtors, worked it out amongst themselves. They give up part of the commission, okay. so the guy could sign. That's crazy, though. Mm-hmm. Goddamn Jamaicans! I talk all the right. shit. I talk about Jamaicans, but Jamaicans is actually the island, the only island in the Caribbean that I actually like. Feel like if I was born in any other island, it would be Jamaica. <laughs> I get along with them the most out of all every other island. Mm-hmm. okay so throughout your whole process it took you about three how many you said three months yeah i had okay. to wait a little bit because of my pay stub remember i said i was starting a new job mm-hmm. so my closing date was supposed to be october 1st but then they got pushed back to october 8th so that was the only setback and i had to pay I still moved out of my apartment. I had to stay in somebody's house for the week. Thankfully, I had somebody's house to stay in because I was meant to pay for a hotel. And I pay for storage to put my stuff in storage until then. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let me ask you this though: How many houses did you look at before you found the one that you're in now? I looked at one house. That's crazy. You know how much luck that is, or how <laughs> much like luck and timing that is to just look at one house. Remember, what? I'm an organized person, though. I that plan. Too. And you could. <laughs> You can still be organized and plan and still not get lucky on your first or second house. Let's, let's be real. But uh, I think what helped me was that I knew what I wanted and I said to myself, I'm not willing to spend. The most I'm willing to spend is 200 k on the house. If I cannot find that, then I'm going to wait it out. And I was looking you know, at the taxes. My taxes have to be exactly what I want within the range that I'm willing to pay. Because I want to live within my means. Yes, I want to be able to pay my mortgage, but I also want to be able to take a vacation and party on a yacht if I want to. I hear that. I hear so, that. You know, you know what you just said is why when um, because some people they they call me too. They were like, "Hey, let me know how your process went." And I love. And by the way, everybody that's listening right now, um, I'll let Julie speak for herself. If this is a process you're looking into or you're trying to get into and you need some help or some assistance on just getting you prepped, please feel free to contact me. I'm sure Julie doesn't mind at all. Right, Julie? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So she doesn't mind at all. We're all here to help in any way possible. That's the whole purpose of this episode. But you got lucky. Now let me share my side of things. So um, it did not just take me three months would you like how julie did um i want to say the minute i actually started looking for a house to when i actually closed on a house uh, let me see i think it was may june may june july may june july august september october november it took me seven seven months personally so for example my process was um, a lot different because as you hear julie said she closed on a house and she didn't want to spend over 200k Keep in mind for people that's listening in different parts of America, two hundred k is actually pretty cheap, for mm-hmm. especially for my Florida, for my South Florida listeners. They they begging for a house to be under. If you get a house that's under two hundred k in Miami or Broward or Palm Beach, it's probably a hole in the wall and it's probably a one bedroom, literally one bedroom, no bathroom at that. <laughs> but then I have a condo. You have a house. You have a condo still. Yeah. Condos ain't condos ain't that cheap period, but that's another story uh-huh. for another day. But um, oh, you forgot to mention how much is your HOA? That's important. Oh, I I that was part of my research too. I did not want to spend more than three hundred dollars in HOA. My so HOA I- is one ninety eight. Okay. Okay. Good. So let me say my side of it. So when I started, um, I'm gonna start from fresh from my pre qualification process. Before I even went and got pre-qualified, look, I was grateful enough to have friends and families that recent that owns homes and also some that recently bought a home. They were able to give me the scoop, kind of like what this episode is telling you guys, like giving you the scoop of certain things to look out for, certain things you need to prep. I always tell people, hey, if you're a W-2 employee, make sure you're, you're, you file the taxes the two years prior because they're going to need that. Make sure you have all your pay stubs lined up, especially your most recent pay stubs, W-2s, and bank statement. Those three things are automatic. And I like to tell people every time, depends on the market you're at, whether you're in Florida. I don't know how Georgia prices are because I'm trying to think of like bulk of my listeners is either Florida, Georgia, or uh, Boston, New York-ish. So 
those markets are different. But for, for example, I'm speaking on Florida case. Find out how much um, your house is going for. I always tell people, get an idea because, you know, people go in and be like, oh, yeah, I want a four bedroom house. I want a pool. I want this. And I'm like, yeah, you can want all that shit all you want. Unless you got $500,000 cash or if you're getting a loan, unless you could get qualified for that shit, none of that shit matters. That four-bedroom, five-bedroom house with a pool that you want, you have to see what it's going for. For example, it could be going for like three fifty down here in South Florida. And if you don't qualify for at least four hundred, even if you qualify for three fifty, you shouldn't buy a house for three fifty. So, anyways, for example, so when I went through my process, I made sure I had all these information. I had my W twos lined up, printed. Whether you whether you still with that company or not, you got to make sure you have that on hand or you have that prepped. I had my W-2s, my tax returns for the past two years um, and my pay stubs. What I also did to help out my pre-qualification, because I knew when it comes to pre-qualifications, they measure a few things. Taxes, how much money you make per month versus your expenses and debt. And pre-qualifications, it's also your debt-to-income ratio. That meaning, I was, another thing people should look out for, when you're looking to buy a house, try to eliminate all debt before you go in the house buying process. Because part of the pre-qualification is basically saying, okay, if you make, for example, if you make $4,000 a month, how much of that 4000 do you have on to pay bills, to pay your debt? So, for example, if you have a car note, they're going to factor that in. If you have student loan payment, they're going to factor that in. If you're paying off, you know, some other shit, credit card payments, they factor that in. So when I was doing my, going through my pre-qualification process, um, for example, I completely paid off my car note and I completely down, like my, my credit card payments was like zero balanced. And the, 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 the tricky thing about that is that throughout the house, once you get um, pre-qualified and you go on the contract and stuff like that, you should still make that same payment on your credit card. Because let's say, for example, you find a house and, you know, you already pay your credit card down to zero. And then all of a sudden you made some random big purchase through your credit card and you haven't even officially closed on a house that may affect your closing process. Um, I was blessed enough to have a realtor that was also a friend of mine. So she really broke some stuff down to me and she directed me to the right broker and stuff like that. So I tell people, before you consider buying a house, pay off your car note, pay off your credit card. I know student loans is a little different because we all live in America. We all know how real that shit is. And it just sucks that they didn't tell us this when we was in school or before we got into the student loans that, hey, if you just out here going out getting all type of student loans, that shit may affect you getting a house. So that was the case. And this is the reason to why people always I'm screaming for Biden. I don't know about people, but I'm always screaming for Biden to fucking forgive student loans. You keep fucking pushing back or was that was that word he knows that you just not paying for it right now? What's that default? Defer. Defer and shit like that. And keep in mind, he's given billions of dollars to fucking Ukraine. You know, yes, Ukraine going through hard times right now. But nigga, what about your own house? Mm-hmm. America is known for like helping other people but not cleaning up their own mess. But anyways, that's another story for another day. <laughs> so 
I would say pay off all your debt. So, for example, for me, the only debt I had was my student loans as well. I paid off my credit card, any medical bills I may have had in the past, I disputed them or I paid them off. So May is when I actually started looking for a house. But prior to May, I want to say the first quarter of 2021, it was solely making sure I run a credit report for myself and see what I was on my credit, what I can do, what I cannot do, what I can pay off and what I what, what I need time to pay off. Another thing that I did is that I got another side job just to, like, have an extra pay stub to show. For example, if you could get another side job where you're making an extra thousand a month, you know, you could bump your four thousand a month to five thousand a month or your two thousand a month to three thousand a month. At least hold on to that little part time job or whatever job that is till you're done with the closing process. I always tell people that as well. So when I the funny thing is, for people that that know me, I was. um when I first was looking at homes, I was looking at homes in Palm Beach County for people that's familiar with South Florida. I spent all my months, I spent six out of the seven months looking in Palm Beach County. And then literally towards the end, when I was about to like kind of like take a break from looking because I was just so tired because a lot of houses was being outbid. For example, if a house is selling for, let's say, for example, I see I find a house is going for two two hundred and fifty thousand. I you at the time last year, I don't know how it is this year, you know, shout out to y'all that's trying to go to this process this year. I'm hearing the interest rate is going up out here in these streets. Um let's say the house is selling for two hundred and fifty thousand, and then let's say I put in an offer for two hundred and fifty thousand, that shit won't get won't get accepted. Just because everybody and their mama, especially the people up north. People coming from the New York money or people coming down with the California money because, you know, those states, they get paid more. But that's also because their expenses are more. So if you I met a guy last year where the 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 husband was a travel nurse or not a travel nurse, but he was working a lot during the pandemic. And the mom, the 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 wife worked in I.T. So she worked from home most of the time. So they just left New York. I think they was in Long Island. They left Long Island and moved down to Palm Beach. And they was telling me that yeah, it's, it sucks, but she just they just took advantage of the opportunity that was there. So it came down to I had to put offers on houses. There was one house that was going for example two hundred fifty thousand. I I offered ten thousand over the selling price. I offered two hundred and sixty thousand, and somebody still outbid me on that house. I just so happened to get lucky, and then come to find out, I got a. I, I bought a house in Broward County, not because like it was also like Broward County wasn't my first choice, but at the same time, everything was in my budget for the house that I got now. And like it kind of just worked out. And honestly, I'm happy with the house I got, not just because of the house, but because of the area that I am. in. It's really quiet. It's chilled. You know, so far, my neighbors seems like decent human beings. So shout out to them because, you know, so sometimes you got to give it some time for you. For, for the neighbors to really show their true colors. But so far, they're good. And um, overall, that's what the process is like for me. It was like for me. It was very stressful, to be real with y'all, especially the the uh, the searching for the house. Because, you know, one thing I didn't want to, com- like, I wasn't willing to compromise on is, like, I either have to have a garage or I have to have a decent-sized backyard. Because 
people that know me know I like to do my little gardening and shit. So it was easy. The one I got one or the other. Unfortunately, I didn't get the garage for this house that I'm in now. But fortunately, I got a decent sized backyard, and I am slowly but surely growing my mini garden. So I'm saying all that to say, you guys, that's going through this process or that's thinking about going through it. I hope this has been very helpful for you. And if you have any questions, please always feel free to ask. Did you want to add anything, Julie, from what I was saying? Yes. If you have um if you have medical bills down with the collections, uh don't pay that shit. You need to contact them. Never state your name. Just say who are you, who are you calling for, and never state your name. And it's a violation of HIPAA for medical facilities to send your bill to collections because it's basically selling your information. You don't owe them. They're transferring your information, your personal information, medical history and stuff to people that you don't know. So... If you go to collections, medical bills in collections, that's a violation of HIPAA. That's how you can get them. Cease and desist. There you go. So people that don't know, people that think just because you're in collections mean you have to pay the whole. Another thing, too, whether it's medical bills or other bills that goes to collection, just because it's in collection doesn't mean you have to pay the full amount. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, you'll call that collections or call that company. Sometimes they could cut you a deal. If you owe two thousand, maybe they'll cut you a deal where you only pay one thousand or you only pay fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean you should wait for your shit to go to collections to pay less. By the way, because <laughs> I remember I was talking to one of my clients about that. She's like, "Oh, let me just let it go to collections." I'm like, "No, that is not some shit you should just want to do." But anyways, that's that. Now before we end. Um, I like to share some of, uh, I told myself and you guys that's listening, I promised myself that I was going to do, um, as of you segments more often in 2022. So this is our as of you segment, um, where I kind of just put it out there for my listeners on social media or any other place that, Hey, if you have a topic or suggestion that you want us to talk about on the podcast, bring it in and then we'll talk about it. So, Julie, you're going to help me out with this one. I just have a few questions. Um, I have another person that will rename anonymous that just asked me, can you sell me $100? I am not sent. Once again, this is not the first person that keep asking me. I don't know if this is a trend now. I'm not selling or cash app in none of you niggas, nothing. So please stop asking me. <laughs> All right. Let's leave that as that. Um, I have, <laughs> I have uh, Saint um, at Saint Bazi on Twitter. Shout out to Baz and his little comrades, which is at Slim uh, Simply Ruth and Kachina on Twitter. Wants to know why is Bo not yet married or dating? <laughs> that's hilarious to you it is hilarious my answer to you guys is mind your business okay <laughs> that's 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 my one and only answer it's just mind your business that's the problem with people nowadays they don't know how to mind their business 
that's the sole problem with people nowadays. Okay. Um, another question that I have is, who is this? Who is this? Oh, another person that wants to remain anonymous. Okay. Um, hold on. I keep I got these in screenshot, and I keep losing the screenshot to the shits. Would you be Would you be a best man or a what they call that groomswoman? What's they call that the lady that's like the first one? Bra- the bridesmaid is the the whole ladies. What's the one that's like? Huh. huh? I don't know. It just slipped my mind. Okay, whatever her name is. Would you be whatever like a a, a best man or the I don't know the bridesmaid. Made of honor. Made of honor. Made of honor of the the person wedding if you had a uh a sexual relationship with them in the past. <laughs> so basically if my homeboy is marrying somebody that I had a sexual relationship in the past, would I be the best man? And my answer to that is first of all, if I had a sexual relationship with someone that my homeboy is with in general, I would actually say something. But that's just me. I'm going to just be like, it's not that I, it matters. It could be some shit from 10 years ago. Because obviously, because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's a difference between me and you, me and that wife or to be wife, to have a relationship like, let's say, two years prior to them being together. But if it's 10 years, I would think we all are in a better place where we'll be like, okay, cool. Or let me not say, okay, cool, but we could move past it in a way. Mm-hmm. So my answer to that is that I would let them know. So I wouldn't think I would even be in that wedding at all. And I would feel weird, though, to be honest. I would feel weird about that. What about you, Julie? <laughs> I would feel weird, too. But would you be the maid of honor, though? Um, hey, you know what? I Honestly, I, I don't know. I would ask them if their spouse knew that we had a thing going on. And if the spouse approved and they really needed, wanted me, hey, why not? So if your homegirl asked you to be the bridesmaid, the first thing you would, you would ask him if, is, did the husband tell her? Right. So you went out right and just tell him? No. Friend of the year. Not, a, not unless, <laughs> not unless I have to, because if it's been like ten years or so, I don't really have to disclose that information because I'm not into you. Not unless like he started doing re- weird shit, then I would bring it up. Like back in the days, like ten years or so ago, we had a thing, but then he's been doing weird shit, like trying to come at me. So that's why I'm telling you because. I'm over him, but clearly he's not over me, so. You know what? You're right. You know, I kind of rephrase that. Not that I would or wouldn't go to the, like, be the best man or be the wedding party. It's like, if it's been a, if it's been years, like 10 years, I may not just outright disclose that information. If the conversation come up, of course, I'm gonna be like, yeah. It's not like I'm gonna lie about it. But if the conversation doesn't come up, I won't bring it up. I'll take that back. And some people, they get jealous. 
and they start attacking you. Like, first of all, I don't want him, boo. The only person I want him is you. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's good to know. Interesting. But yeah, I'm going to leave it here. That's all the questions I got for this week. I try to do at least two, two an episode, and then I try to spread them out as I go. So um, any last things you want to add before we end it here? Yes. So I started a stationary business right now. I'm only on Amazon. Um, I have notebooks, journals, baby scrapbooks slash photo books, and I'm working on more stuff. Check out my selections on Amazon by typing in Julie Adrian, J-U-L-I-E-A-D-R-I-E-N, and look up what I have and buy something, please. Leave me a review. Thank you. All right, cool. And I will definitely drop the link in the description as well on this episode. Um, and I'm hoping this episode, you know, educate or help you guys or open your eyes on um, whenever you're ready for your house buying process. And um, good luck. I hope you guys share uh, your process with us and see how it goes. So once again, thank you for listening. And um, please, please, please leave us a review. You can leave us a... I want to say, leave us a re- even leave us a review about this episode right here. How's the house buying go process going for you? I want to see more of that. Thank you guys for listening, and don't forget this summer in South Florida, uh, we are ha- I'm having another live show down here in South Florida. The month that we haven't come up with a date yet, but the target month will be June. Just to let you guys know, the target month will be June. So, anyways. Uh, don't forget to listen, subscribe, share with others. Uh, this podcast, you can find it in every podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, all of those things. So, uh, Julie, give them your at name or if you want them to follow you or where they could, where they could find you. Oh, Mona Lisa Travels on Instagram. There we go. All right, you guys. And, um, you can always follow me too on Instagram and Twitter. That's normally my two favorite. Well, Twitter is really my favorite app. Uh, Bo knows is B O E K N O W Z Z. And thank you for listening. And um, till next time, peace. <laughs>